All right, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports and Rebellion Show. I'm your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsandrebellion.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Oh, so my main man, Mr. Barry Bonds, did not get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I was really hoping that this might be the year that he gets in there. Uh, I love Barry. I before we get into this topic today, just be fully upfront with you. I am completely biased about Barry Bonds. Uh, I love watching him play. He went to the same high school as I did. So keep that in mind when I'm going through today's topic that I am fully 100% biased against Barry Bonds. I absolutely loved him as a player, and I, uh, I definitely was wishing he was going to get into the Hall of Fame. So it was his last year of eligibility. He only got 62% of the necessary 75% to get into the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling got more votes than him. (laughs) 71%. Kurt Schilling, who pretty much all we remember Kurt Schilling for, is pretty much that bloody sock. And that that was cool. I mean, granted, he did win a World Series. Uh, Well, he won a couple World Series, I think. So, Uh, yeah, World Series MVP with, or co-MVP with Randy Johnson when he's on the Diamondbacks. So, no knock on Kurt Schilling, but come on. Kurt Schilling is in Barry Bonds, all right? Let's run through some quick numbers on Barry here. All right, fourteen-time All-Star, seven-time NL MVP, eight-time Gold Glove winner. He's the all-time home run leader at seven hundred and sixty-two. Yes, I said that right. They haven't changed anything yet. They haven't removed it, as far as I know. So he's currently the all-time home run leader, and it's like having the uh, all-time NBA points leader, not in the uh, in the NBA Hall of Fame. Or the best quarterback with most touchdowns. Like, not, it's just a weird thing to have. He's the only player with 500 home runs and 500 steals. And, you know, granted, Bonds did not win a World Series. He did get to one, though, but did not win it. So that's definitely a, uh, a drag on, on his resume a little bit there. But he's got great numbers here. Uh, get this. In Bonds' first 13 seasons... From 1986 to 1998, okay, so this is kind of before he allegedly began to, to do drugs and whatnot. Uh, he averaged two, had a 290 average, 32 home runs he averaged a year, and 93 RBIs. That was his average, okay? That means he basically had about 416 home runs before he kind of started all this, this doping stuff here. So the guy was on track for a Hall of Fame career. Now here's where it gets fishy, okay? Beginning at the age of 34, Bonds basically had like his six best years okay at 34 all right i'm i'm almost 40 right now so i couldn't imagine being six years younger and then all of a sudden having towards the tail end of this career six years later and averaging these numbers in baseball but it's just crazy here he averaged a 328 average and he averaged 49 home runs a year and 105 rpis he almost averaged 50 home runs hitting a home run every 8.4 at bats that was so cool to watch. You just never knew when he was going to hit a home run. I mean, at the age of 40, he technically probably had his best season. He hit 362 on base percentage of 609, <laughs> slugging percentage of 812. And he had, 400, had 45 home runs and 673 at bats. And he only struck out 41 times and won his fourth consecutive MVP award and his seventh overall. Uh, thanks to Forbes for putting together some of these stats here. So, I mean, the dude's a stat maker, right? So, the baseball writers did uh, did not vote him in. I, I, I use writers in quotations here. 
The so the baseball writers will give him the NL MVP award seven times, but they won't put him in the Hall of Fame. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. So who are these writers? Well, they call them, I guess, electors, according to the Baseball Hall of Fame rules. And the only uh, only active and honorary members of the Baseball Writers Association of America who have been active baseball writers for at least 10 years shall be eligible to vote. I mean, what does that mean you're active? Like you're getting a paycheck from a newspaper or, or, or what? Uh, they must have been an active baseball writer and member of the association for these uh, period of at least 10 years prior to the date of election in which they are voting. I'm assuming they got to probably pay to be in this association too. So this is kind of like a good old boys network. We're all familiar with those. They basically, you know, they exist in corporate America and all over the place here, politics. Oh man. So uh, notice it doesn't say anything about that. They played the game at any particular moment. Maybe not even played in high school, college, professional. So none of these guys that are voting on this thing have ever played the game uh, at any, you know, any type of professional level, it looks like. So hmm, that's, that's rather interesting. Uh, it's kind of like politicians who work on a financial committee, but they don't have any experience in the financial sector. <laughs> I mean, we see this all the time. Like, you, you, you've you never ran a business before. Why are you telling me how to run my business, Mr. Politician? <laughs> you don't know anything about my business. So, I don't know. These writers are just a joke. Oh, man. So, anyways, okay, before we kind of get into some other stuff here on Bonds here, the, the voting here for the Baseball Hall of Fame is based upon a player's record, their ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the team on which the player played. So, three out of the six are basically your performance. Then the other three are based on your character, morality, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I'm not going to deny that people did not like Barry Bonds. I get it. Okay, totally get it. The guy has a different personality than other people. Totally fine. That's the way. That's the way it is. You know, the guy probably didn't like you, uh, you, you baseball writers anyway. All right. But if we're gonna vote. You know, half of the players' ability to get in the Hall of Fame on their character slash morality, we better start looking at some of these guys that are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, some of these guys aren't as white as snow character as, as maybe that we believe in to be upon. So uh, I get it. People didn't really like him all that much, but my gosh, dude, if we're going to be voting on this thing and, and about, you know, steroids and all this kind of stuff, uh, you better be looking at his how this guy actually played as opposed to whether or not you liked him or not. Because look at those stats I just went over here. There's no doubt this guy was one of the best players of all time. No doubt about it. There's If you ask any player that played in the late 80s, early 90s, hey, who was the best baseball player you ever saw play? I guarantee you 90% of them are going to say Barry Bonds. The ball just sounded different coming off this guy's bat. He could play defense. He could run, hit home runs, hit for average. He could do it all. Now, uh, did Barry Bonds use performance-enhancing drugs? I'm going to say probably yes. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that he probably did. But we you know we have no way of knowing how much it helped him or hurt him. You know, drugs do have positive benefits as far as steroids go, but they do have a negative consequences on your you know tendons and ligaments. Okay. We have no way of knowing. We have no way of, of knowing how what percentage this helped him. What if it was just 1%? 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 
He gained a 1% edge. Would that change your opinion of it? Maybe. Did he? What if he gained a 30% edge? That would definitely change it there. You know, he's never suspended for a positive drug test, and that doesn't really mean much, right? I mean, if you drug tests are essentially an intelligence test. Ask any Russian weightlifter how to pass a drug test. It's it's no problem. Okay, they know how to do it. There's easy ways to do it, whether legitimately or illegitimately. Okay, but so yeah, let's just say let's just assume the guy did drugs. So what? McGuire, Sosa, all those guys did drugs, and those guys basically saved baseball. 1998 season, I know all of you remember that season. With McGuire and Sosa going back and forth in that home run record was absolutely incredible. MLB made billions off of those guys. They have made a chunk of change that is incredible. Now, are they going to return that money because those years were quote-unquote tarnished? No, of course not. They're going to keep all that profit. So they, so MLB basically profited off of all these guys, and then they just kick into the curb because they've got some sort of morality in how they vote for these things. So it's just, it's just really disappointing. Bonds isn't in it. Roger Clemens isn't in it. And probably the biggest blunder by the Baseball Hall of Fame yet, of course, is Pete Rose. I mean, my God, who gives a crap if the guy bet on games? I'm sure he wasn't the only one. What I'm more interesting to know is, is what was his percentage betting? Like, was he was he a very good better, very bad better? I think that's kind of the more interesting story of the whole thing. But uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, no matter how many you know athletes say it doesn't matter, recognition by getting the Hall of Fame is definitely important. We all saw David Ortiz's reaction when he got the phone call. I mean, so cool. Uh, it's it's really cool to see these players' reactions when they do that. Uh, kind of an interesting, funny stat on, on David Ortiz and Barry Bonds. Ortiz's career on-base percentage okay, for his career was 380. Bonds, if you took all of his 762 home runs and turned them into outs, his on-base percentage would have been 384. So slightly higher than David Ortiz. I mean, that, that just shows to show you how good Barry Bonds was. But it's just a, it's just a sad day for baseball. You know, kids aren't going to be able to go to the Hall of Fame and see Barry Bonds' kind of full career and story at the Hall of Fame. And, you know, see the good and see the bad with it. I mean, there's no point in hiding it. You know, we can could, we could tell the story as we believe it to be true. And, and I feel really terrible for the autograph collectors who, you know, loved watching Barry Bonds play. And now they don't get a chance to potentially add them to Hall of Fame-related items. I mean, that's what everybody wants to get. They want to get Hall of Fame-related stuff. And Bonds doesn't sign much anyway, but if he would have got into the Hall of Fame, it would have almost certainly you know, guaranteed that he would do an autograph signing. There are a lot of collectors out there who need him to complete 500 home run club-related items. So that's that's disappointing. I'm hoping he does an, uh, an autograph signing at some point. But uh, I definitely feel for collectors who kind of had their eye on maybe uh, an upcoming bond signing. We saw this happen with Derek Jeter. who wasn't signing very much for four or five years. Now all of a sudden gets in the Hall of Fame. And now he's doing four or five signings, six signings, uh, you know, a year now. So it's definitely better for collectors when these guys are signing. So definitely feel for all you guys. But, you know, really like like all these people that we put in power, you know, uh, the, the citizens and the fans are the ones that get hurt by the decisions that they make. You know, not them. They don't care. So I definitely feel for the fans of the game, especially ones that really love going out to Cooperstown there. 
Um, and especially the kids do. I mean, it, it's good for them to be able to learn the positives and the negatives of the sport and of each athlete as well. And I, I don't know. And Bonds has definitely got a very cool story to him. You know, he's got he's tied in with you know Willie Mays and all these guys. So um, it's going to be sad to see not him in the Hall of Fame there. But maybe something will happen in the future. I don't know. But baseball's just ugh, they're just falling behind. I don't know. Baseball's got to get their act together. I know they're doing real well in revenue right now, but it just seems like the game is just so slow. And social media wise, it just, I don't know, like you can show a home run and a great catcher. And I don't know. It just seems like the NBA is like way ahead. And we saw like the NFL with their playoff games this weekend. Like, I mean, just crazy TV ratings for that stuff. And I don't know. It just seems like baseball's kind of falling behind a little bit. I don't know. It needs to be kind of improved a little bit. Definitely sped up. And um, I don't know. It's a sad day for baseball, though. But I hope you guys like this uh, sorts of stuff here. Again, I uh, always appreciate you guys listening. Again, don't forget to visit the website, powersportsrebility.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.